0: Welcome to another episode of, Out of the wing Podcast, Sean. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show again. You look great. You look fantastic. It's been almost two years since we last talked, but you got to introduce yourself now to everybody since they might not know who you are.
1: Absolutely, Robbie. Look, thanks for having me back, mate. And yes, it has been um, quite a while. So since we've been able to sit here and talk about volcanoes and Xenu and uh, all things <laughs> Scientology. So, and of course, uh, as always, we know we're being watched. So uh, to all of our Scientology friends out there, hello and, well, I hope you get to leave uh, this particular podcast here with a heightened sense of uh, what you got yourselves into. So, uh,
0: yeah, but a lot has happened in the last two years. I want to catch up on the uh, last two years, but I got to ask, do you ever get afraid of Scientology? I mean, I didn't realize how connected they were to things, but then you kind of like look at it from like the Korean or the Chinese aspect where like they have defectors that will speak out against Korea or what's going on over there. But then there'll be people that will comment and they look like bots, but they're just people like this person's lying. They're not real. They don't know exactly what's going on in Korea. And they're doing that because they still have family over there. So they're worried about their family, which is like Scientology. I mean – Excommunicating people is one thing, Mm -hmm. but then going after people and saying, like, this person's a liar, they're a fabricator, and all this. And it's just like, oh my God, it's like you guys are really going above and beyond the uh, community guidelines. Well, look, not
1: really, and when I first started speaking out against Scientology, and remember, there's less than 200 um, people that are actually registered Scientologists in Australia, and there's only really three sites. There's um, one in Canberra, one in Sydney, one in Melbourne, and one of those happens to be the RPF, which is their uh, Project um, Project Rehabilitation. rehabilitation force sorry i can't get the acronym right um basically it's a place they send people to when they're getting punched um but you know in the last 22 years i've been sitting there waiting um you know like for the Stanley league or or some random sort of scientologist to start following me on twitter or i get messages in my dms say hey you know screw you you shouldn't be saying this you know l, R- l-, l- Ron hubbard is the best thing since sliced bread but th- there's been nothing Absolutely nothing, and I share a, a lot of information from Leah Remini and Mike Rinder. And of course, Mike at the moment um, has received some unfortunate news, he does have uh, cancer. Um, and of course, if Mike is seeing this, um, you know, we wish him uh, a speedy recovery. He is um, having an experimental um, uh, uh, treatment done for cancer somewhere. In Florida, where well near Clearwater, where Scientology capital is, of course, and uh, no, I don't, I don't really feel that there is enough people or resources here in Australia to mount um, any kind of offensive in a way. Um, You know, there's, I mean, my my closest probably Scientology sort of building is in Canberra, which is about three and a half hours that way roughly um and us as australians we we're actually quite aware of 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 what scientology is and what they've done in the past and you know, um, but no, I I don't really feel afraid at all. If something was to happen, I'll definitely you'll be the first. will definitely <laughs> let know, of course. Um, but no, there's been nothing. No messages, no DMs, no comments, no follows. There's been no strange letters showing up at my house or people watching it from afar from black SUVs or big sunglasses or anything like that. No, none of that. None of that has happened at all.
0: I'm not super worried about like the black SUVs or anything. I'm not trying to get like really dark in that aspect of things, but I'm just wondering how connected they are to things. It's like I was talking to you. I've been trying to follow the Danny Masterson trial, and there's not a whole lot of publicity on it besides like maybe a couple news organizations. And I wonder just like how connected. Scientology would be to everything. Like, would Tom Cruise really have his acting career if it wasn't because of Scientology? And I know everyone's like, Tom Cruise is a great actor. I was like, well, he's got great publicity too. But the stuff that you don't hear, like when you hear a snippet of this or a snippet of that, of like him yelling at somebody. You never really catch those. And I wonder if that happens more often than you think. And then you kind of get to like, I learned the history of Hollywood. And I found out that the government influences a lot of movie scripts, not like big propaganda stuff, but just small scale stuff. Like at the ending of Jurassic Park three, they're like, thank God for the Marines. And I'm like, "If how easy is it to influence even a movie like that? And is that make it right and who's able to do that then you go back to the history of the mob influencing Hollywood and you kind of get into okay what else and then I'm looking at Scientology now where I'm like has there been any giant films out there that I can think of that have giant Scientology actors but they get probably the most solidified publicity possible and then you look at Tom Cruise how he's always memed up I mean you think he's a great guy but at the same time like everyone knows like the statements he's made about psychology and things of that sort but nobody remembers that I mean, he, he's clearly doing well for himself. I mean, we, we've had
1: Top Gun Maverick. Um, there's been at least two more um, Mission Impossible movies that have been um, sent out. And in recent years, uh, probably even since the last time we spoke, there's been photos of, of him and David Misca- Miscavige, or, or Miss Cabbage, as I like to call him. Because, you know, you do that to short people who like to throw people into a hole. And, Is his uh, name not Miscavige? No, 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 it's Miss Cabbage, but we, a lot of us in the anti-scientology community refer to him as Miss Cabbage, as in, the, as in the, the vegetable. So it's, you see a number of parodies and for Twitter accounts show up you now, I am David, Miss Cabbage, I love cabbage, and, you know, uh, Zenu is my cabbage or something like that. <laughs> you, know, you see that all the time. Um, but uh, in, in all honesty, it, it's really hard to say. It's really hard to say. I, I do believe that... The, when it comes to Tom Cruise and all these movies and, and the influence that he has, and there is absolutely no doubt in my mind or, or the minds of a lot of other people that, that speak out against this, is that he is a brilliant actor. Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. But either he is unaware of the crimes that have been committed, the uh, w- all the things that Scientology does by, um, you know, the money they take off people, the lives they ruin, the, um, you know, the, uh, the the fair gaming. That goes on, um, or he is just simply turning a blind eye to it because he is best friends with David Miscavige, and you know he he just he's obviously just enjoying the the spoils of of what Scientology gives him in terms of aids, assistance. Um, you know they, they even threw a big party for him a couple of years ago on the Free Winds, which is a huge boat um, that L. Ron Hubbard used to. I suppose command, I wouldn't call it command. There's a lot of issues around Solon Valley here and, and all that sort of stuff. That's that's a completely different other story from there. And you can see photos of him enjoying his birthday. I believe it might have been his 50th, I think. And no one seems to talk about all the people on that boat who were being paid $50 a week, um, being forced to sleep in the, the engine room of of the free winds um, the abuses that were going on um, and everything else that that the sea org does which is the organization that is sent short for the sea organization that all these guys were doing for tom cruise just to put on a pretty you know nice looking 50th forum on a on a cruise boat that used to own you know used to be piloted or captained by um, <coughs> L. Ron hubbard so oh sorry Matt, I've just lost the video I don't know what happened there yeah that's <clears> the <throat> scientology yeah, yeah I, was I was about to say that i was <laughs> wait so there's um, a
0: ship and wait who's so is david miscavages birthday Oh, no. no, it was Tom. It was Tom Cruise's. Okay. So, Tom fifty? Holy shit!
1: Yeah, yeah, he's 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 fifty. It was like one of those milestone birthdays. But um, there were photos of him cutting a cake with David Miscavige sort of next to him and being surrounded by all these people who are, you know, the ones who have achieved the the OT sevens, the OT eights, and you know that they've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars um to become a, an operating phaeton. Um, as they as they call themselves, but yet no one seems to be talking about the people who are in the bowels of that ship um, working away, dealing with the abuse. And here is Tom Cruise up on the upper decks enjoying his 50th and he, he's, he's either not aware, which I find to be unlikely, or he is just simply ignoring the way that these people are being treated. And it, it seems to be a com- that, that's a common sort of thing that happens with celebrities and,
0: and Scientology. I would think that he probably doesn't want to know because he knows he'll probably have some strong feelings so it's like you know hear no evil see no evil type deal where it's like if it's happening over there and I don't, and which I mean it's not that's not good to do because then you're just willingly accepting that there could be something going mm-hmm. on. Well
1: he's, he's complicit in, in in these abuses that are going on and it's a well-known fact that he has a number of aides and assistants and, and people that work on his publicity team, his management team, they're all handpicked by by a number of people who are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He had been assigned uh, to be his Scientology kind of people. So, you know, you, you might, he might find a new caterer and then, you know, for, for one of the, for one of the Mission Impossible movies. And then that caterer has then got to go through the process of going through his Scientology people just to make sure that A, they're not a suppressive person or an SP, as they call them, and B, that they're not going to try and get into Tom Cruise's head, uh, hey, what you're doing here is actually a bad thing. Um, You know, it's a totally made-up thing. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are suffering um, in this religion, not only physically uh, but also emotionally and definitely financially as well so is it
0: like the Truman show like if it just keeps this ice I would have to think that Tom Cruise would be their all-star out of every person they probably have for Scientology so like that's if that's their golden boy I mean everything you possibly want he would have no need or want to go look into anything else but I would have to think I mean with the act he has to get curious about stuff or if Scientology like I said might have built up his career would the curiosity even be there I mean you could lose everything if they cut you out
1: Absolutely. remember too that Scientology is is incredibly big on 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 the public relations. So controlling the narrative is what L. Ron Hubbard um sort of taught in a way, um, to in in order to build the religion. And I don't really call it a religion. I know what religions are. It's got that tax exempt status. That that's exactly right, and uh, you know, there's a a lot of us are are sort of sitting and wait to see what the what, what the what the uh, American government actually does. But whilst that Second Amendment is sitting there, um, providing protections to you know freedom of religion and and all that kind of stuff, nothing will ever change until somebody actually does something about it. But, um, but in all honesty, he, he's either not aware of these abuses that are happening because he's got such a good deal. He is so far in David Miscavige's pocket um, that he just makes sure that he's got everything. And it's a known, it's a it's a very well known fact that Tom Cruise is definitely the golden boy of Scientology. In the beginning, it used to be, uh, what was that? He was in Broken Arrow, um, John Travolta. But John Travolta has been uh, you know, we're talking about uh, Grease Lightning, um, you know, Saturday Night Fever, and all sort of stuff. And, um, and but in the last couple of years, and John has definitely started to fall away from Scientology. He has had a number of deaths. Uh, I believe his wife passed away, and his son also passed away as well. And you know that that does something to a man. So, um, and Tom Cruise, um, he, he he's the golden boy. So and i'm pretty sure david Miscavige will do anything and i mean anything to keep that relationship with him because scientology is all about public relations and it's about how many celebrities that we can get to endorse the religion
0: you like i mean have you thought about any connections that they have like whether it's police or anything like that just to be able to look just yeah
1: absolutely so um i follow leah Remini and mike rinder quite closely on twitter so i i Um, i read a lot of the stuff that put up and recently um, there has been accusations that the lapd is um, in bed with scientology so you've got um, a lot of police officers detectives um, administration staff that work for the lapd and it is actually rumored that a lot of them are active scientologists trying to protect the religion and Leah Remedy has publicly come out and said, "Hey LAPD, you need to look into what's going on here because there is a big conflict of interest." That that's probably that's probably point number one. Point number two is that there were so many struggles in getting the, um, Danny Masterson charged, um, and a lot of it was either delays in the LAPD. Um, or there was just a, a lot of administrative stuff that was going on. The, dr- the chain was really dragging there for quite a while, but obviously the wheels of justice kicked in and then resulted in a mistrial. And now we've actually had a, a guilty verdict on two of the three chart, two of the three charges for um, the rapes against these women. But um, at the moment, um, LAPD is definitely in Leah Remini's sights, and I, in all honesty, I, I really do not blame her. She has appealed to them many times, particularly with the location um, and um, welfare check of Shelley Miscavige, who is married to David Miscavige. She's the one that disappeared, right? Yes, yes. She hasn't been seen in 17 years. Um, I think when we spoke last time, it had been up to 14 or 15 years. So let's tap on two more years to that. And Shelley um, is just being held somewhere nobody knows where she is nobody has seen her in public for so long and her and leah remedy were, were very close friends and one day she disappeared and leah asked questions where is my friend where where is shelly gone and then she was of course whole um dragged over the coals. she was uh put into auditing straight away to ask about her evil intentions and why are you asking these questions and stuff like that and that actually began her um deprogramming process of getting out of scientology and realizing how much how much bs was really going on behind the scenes but to this day um shelly has still not been seen and it was the lapd uh that turned around and said to leah we have seen her she's fine she doesn't want to see you um and of course um they they were close friends and she's been you know quite angry about that ever since and, and rightly so if my if my closest friend all of a sudden disappeared off the face of the planet because of religion um you know i'd be asking a lot of questions too and i would be continuing to ask those questions until i got an answer and i believe that's what she's trying to do she's trying different avenues of getting an answer from the lapd about where is Shelley and b how 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 far is the police department in L.A., how far are you guys involved in this into protecting Scientology? How many people um, are active Scientologists and trying to ev- evade the law, pretty much?
0: Well, I wonder if they have to openly disclose that, too. I mean, if you're working on a police force and you're an active Scientologist, I feel like, what could that I mean? Delaying calls or saying, hey, we need this situation to go away. I mean, connections with the press, certain areas like that. But that's the thing. it's, it's, it's a lot, Last time we talked, it was a lot about Kind of the community aspect, which is like you can't – if your family members start saying bad views and you have to cut them out of your life, which is like, well, that's the person's choice. But at this point, is it a choice or do you have everything to lose? How many people are just giving up their life or they're giving up all their money because this is going to be a better life for them than going to and trying to make it do work, whatever, try and afford their own home? This is just easier for them. And now you realize, like, once you start getting higher up or something like that, you get all these connections with all these people. You get to meet Tom Cruise and all these types of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then trying to leave is like the most difficult part because then eventually if your thoughts do change and you do want to speak about something you do want to have a little bit of freedom they go we built this all for you we'll just take it all away and now you have everything to lose if it comes to just having a dissenting view and then it gets into like the rape charges with danny masterson i didn't even know he was really a scientologist until you know the charges first came out but then you have i mean that's not new there's history of um in hollywood of Hollywood like studios covering up uh, scandals that actors have, like if they're drinking and driving, if they're doing something like that, just delay it from the press. Be like, hey, don't report this story. He's our golden boy or something like that. Absolutely, so That's major corruption in my mind, no matter if it's Scientology or whatever it is. But then that makes me ask questions about like how connected is Scientology? I mean, if we have people that are able to disappear and there's no investigations being done about it and there's no. Really giant mainstream press on like the Danny Masterson trial. Or there's not any cop investigations on other aspects of like how many people are Scientologists around here, just so we get a good basis. That's scary.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's as suppose as in terms of talking about because I remember when you messaged me and talking about Danny Masterson and how there wasn't a lot of you know big press around it um, about the, what was what was happening. It was the sixth or seventh day jury deliberation, which is t- to me just
0: crazy it's um uh, that i've never even heard of that happening well you heard everything about johnny depp and amber heard like it was like main like fox news was playing every news station was playing it but then danny masterton he's a star actor too from that 70s show and they did just and even that 90s show that just came out they don't even talk about him at all like he's just wiped off the whole board it's kind of like what marvel does that scares me about marvel the one actor that played in creed just got arrested and mm-hmm. no statements are being made about it. And they're like, we're not talking about him. Then. We're not bringing up Jonathan Masters, whatever his name is. That's all that's going out the door. And I go, that's my issue is like, you guys can't be so big to the point where you can be able to cover up a certain scenario that happened just because you got a lot of money. To me, that's like elite class, which gets into like why Scientology is kind of a little bit of a problem.
1: Absolutely. Rem- remember that Scientology is, it is a business that has a lot of money on account as well so when someone signs up for a Scientology uh, training service or something like that you obviously pay for the course and then it's sort of held there as a credit and then when people have then realized look this is complete crap it's you know this this isn't what I signed up for and so on so forth they don't get that money back it is rumored that they've got somewhere in the vicinity of three billion in just being held in account um and they've obviously got unlimited resources to do essentially whatever the hell they want. And there have been many people that have, you know, that like they've done OT3 and then they've found out that Xenu and the, and, and the volcanoes and the, you know, how they attach ourselves to our bodies. And they've gone, oh, my God, this is crap. Look, I, this isn't what I signed up for. I want my money back. And they are just gone, no, you can't have it back. And you're like, I- I'm $150,000 in debt because of you guys. Oh, well, that's your problem. So, you know, and then, but it gets worse. For the people who are part of the Sea Org, because um, you probably uh, remember I mentioned that some of these guys are getting paid fifty dollars a week, which is insane. And if that was happening here in Australia, oh, you have no idea uh, how far, how hard the authorities would come down on them. Um, but then the, the idea is that you are working for Scientology for fifty dollars a week in lieu of being getting like half a million dollars worth of worth of training on top for giving your service, but then if you turn around and you go, I don't want any part of this anymore, um, I'm out, I'm, I'm escaping, I'm going to the other side of the country, they will then send you a bill for that amount. So, you know, it could be there's some people that have escaped um, the Sea Org and then they've led other lives. And then somewhere, some, some debt collector has shown up saying, hey, you owe Scientology $150,000 and that's because you left the Sea Org um, and you didn't do it properly. That's an incredibly long process in order to leave properly as they call it but it just goes to show um hang on a second oh.
0: how old is your computer
1: <laughs> hang on a second <laughs> oh this is why this is why i use hang on a second now we're back um it's a it's a gaming computer i use so it's, it's pretty okay but i had to muscle this one up pretty quickly um so i apologize if the, if the if the camera goes in and out a little bit Um, But it just goes to show how much money they've got and how much money they're willing to spend in order to keep the status quo. So they're probably spending millions upon millions a year to keep Tom Cruise happy. They could also be spending millions upon millions upon millions a year just to keep a foot in the door with the LAPD. And That is all outlined in LRH's um, books on, you know, the the way how to do things. These policies on fair game, Uh, pretty much anything goes to protect the Scientology religion as a
0: whole. Have you been ever, ever able to find the government documents on Scientology? If They they keep a logbook on everything the government does. I've been really interested in the JFK assassination since we've last talked. Like the past year, I've had over 100-something experts, people that are involved, like federal judges and everything, that have different views in the official story. And I think at this point now, there's been a lot of evidence of coming out. We know a little bit more than just what happened in 63. Um, but digging through all these government documents, I'm just coming across like they kept taps on everything, So I would have to think, when did Scientology start? And at the same time, are there any documents on it? And I have not been able to find any on the FBI's website, the CIA's website, any of the reading rooms or anything like that. So I'm wondering if there is a relationship there. Is it getting kind of Epstein-y? You know what I'm saying? Like not buying a private island and stuff like that, but you have power to do things that no average person should be able to do. Like Bezos has $180 billion. He could do things that (laughs) nobody should be able to do, but that's like... Scientology. I mean, they might not openly state that we have all this amount of money, but where is all the money that you allegedly have? And how are you able to keep all the stuff that you have if you have no money? So there's questions and investigations that should have been done by the government, at least unless there's a relationship there, like I'm saying. Yeah, there was a raid done by the FBI
1: in the '70s that actually um, implicated uh, L.R.H.'s wife. Um, She was part of a uh, a, like a a, an office called the Office, and I think it might have been called the Office of Special Affairs, but the the names and the acronyms keep changing all the time. And the FBI actually raided um, one of their offices and found thousands upon thousands of documents um, in regards to uh, business transactions, financials, people who are on the books, um, information about the fair game policies, um, hiring private investigators, all all that kind of stuff. And the information is actually still sitting there because Scientology is crazy about keeping incredibly accurate records. That was something that L, uh, L. Ron Hubbard drummed into the heads of people and we are all sitting here waiting for the day when the fbi um or the government or whoever decides to do it is going to raid them again because every single piece of evidence they need about corruption coercion um you know making people disappear or all the financial fraud um, basically everything is inside the scientology building all the evidence is actually there They, ju- the fbi just needs to to make that step and not be worried about the Second Amendment or what they're going to throw at them, or you know, all the other stuff. I mean, there's Leah Remini has been saying for years, raid them. The information and the evidence that you seek is in their records, and they do it to themselves because their record keeping is is, is just next level. It's it's insane. So you probably David Miscavige will probably be indicted fifty times over. He has actually been summoned to appear. For human trafficking, um, and that's from transporting people from South America, I believe, back to the U.S. and then back again for Scientology. And a lot of these kids are underage, so he's tried every trick in the book to to get out of that. And now the judge has brought up you've, you've got to come you've got to come answer for this mate.
0: Wait, so the human trafficking thing is there a, for Scientology? What does that mean, though? Does that to close like going on a field trip or vacation or something like that, or a visiting a headquarters, or is that like something of more nefarious?
1: Well, remember I was talking about the Sea Org there before and they, about those guys getting paid $50 a week. So <clears throat> there were a lot of parents that actually handed their children over to the custodian of the Sea Org from about the age of six or seven. And these kids were put to work. They were told that they were saving the planet and you're serving L1 Hubbard and this great sort of thing and we'll take care of you. But then those kids were getting, were getting sent around the world to Various countries, including Australia, um, up until somewhere in the mid '90s, and it's it, and the U.S. government has turned around and said it's human trafficking what you are doing. These kids are underage; they didn't know what they were doing. You didn't have the express permission of the parents to let them leave the countries of origin. Um, and obviously now a couple of years later, mm-hmm. after various um serving of papers and um being, uh, t- telling the leader of of Scientology, um, you have to come to court. You have to come to court and answer for this because what you've done um, is against um, not only U.S. but also international law as well. Um, we don't care what your religion says. You, you, you've you've been you've been trafficking children around the world and got God knows what has bloody happened to them. So it's it's going to be interesting in the next couple of months and years to see if. Um, David his cabbage, and I keep saying his cabbage. I just, I just, I, I can't help myself now. Um, um, where, does he have the balls to appear in a court of law and stand in front of a judge and and try and defend himself? Because, of course, he always sends his own people in um, lawyers and and stuff like that, um, and see what happens. Because that charge of human trafficking, which he he was aware of. He knew what was happening with these kids. Um, That's a lengthy prison sentence right there. And I'm not too sure if the Second Amendment is actually going to save him from that. Do
0: you see a lot of long periods where there's nothing and then there's like a blip here or there's some type of noise that they make somewhere? Like, are they that that good at covering? I'm surprised I don't hear anything about the activists, against speaking out. I only know you and then Stephanie, who I've had on the show, um, who, like, tweet stuff about Scientology. And then Leah Remney, obviously, is the one everyone mentions and Mike Render as well, too, but – I don't really like. I don't see like a whole fifty thousand group of people speaking out about Scientology. I'm like, is it happening somewhere? And I'm just not seeing it. I'm sure there's probably forums that all talk about it, but Mm -hmm. absolutely.
1: And look, absolutely, there is. I mean, Scientology um, activists, people who are you know trying to you know expose the lies and all sort of stuff, they do share very a lot of similarities with the Church of Jehovah's Witnesses because they're also um, their religion is also starting to crumble um as well you've only got to look at the real estate records to see that kingdom halls across the country are being sold off in in huge droves because here in australia they've all been taken to court and they've now got to pay um, um victims of um, sexual crimes that they all um, instigated here in australia but of course that's another completely different religion um but you know it's i suppose there is such a thing as people and the media are coming out with a bit of um, exhaustion in a way. So when people have asked Leah um, and Mike about, you know, why wasn't there um, another season of, of The Aftermath? Why, why wasn't there another se- another season of the Fair Game podcast, which I listened to? And they just basically said, look, it's out there. Um, we've got our own lives to lead as well. We've spoken out. The resources are there. Um, and Scientology does continue to decline as well so um, even though they're trying to tell all their members um, you know they're growing by you know x amount whatever it is per year the, the the numbers are always inflated and they're not true um but yeah i think that the the media just get a you know, they see Scientology, oh, yeah, here we go again, and it's they, they, they probably feel it's a bit of a dead end, or, you know, do, do we really put the resources into trying to investigate this in such a way? Um, but then, yeah, our audience is actually going to listen, and then are we going to get sued? Or um, I, I even remember that there's a guy here called Brian Seymour, and he's a Channel 7 um, investigative journalist, and he has been the target of Scientology for about, 13 or so years and then one day um brian completely disappeared couldn't find him and nowhere on twitter where the
0: fuck are they going that's
1: that's what i don't get well he's he's still there i mean i found him he's been he he went completely quiet because he created a series called scientology black ops and it was already in post-production it was all ready to go um it was going to be eight uh 40 minute shows and prime time here in australia to expose um the links between america and australia and what what is happening with with, you know all the crimes that have been done and it never went to air never went to air it just disappeared um and then brian just brian just disappeared i actually sent a message on twitter to say hey mate we haven't seen you for a while um you know what's going on didn't didn't hear anything <clears throat> um i know he's still alive because he's doing other podcasts it's about um uh, a lady called uh Marian barter who disappeared um it's called the lady vanishes it's a great podcast and um yeah but brian has essentially gone quiet on the scientology front and if you if you go through the the, the uh, leah Remini, in the aftermath he they he is actually on there talking about I've been investigating Scientology for the last 13 years and these these are the fair game tactics that come after me. So I I don't know if Brian has just gotten tired of it because it is just an endless cycle of smear campaigns, um, you know, private investigators, people snoop, you know, sending in DMs to say they're wrong and and stuff like that. I, I think it's a bit of media fatigue, but then Danny Masterson comes along, then there's a mistrial and then we go through oh, probably six odd months of you know a little bit of ad hoc minuscule kind of reporting on it and then boom guilty um two out of the three um but it's not over yet with him he he, i'm pretty sure that they will mount a uh an appeal um and this will drag on for years before he sees the inside of a jail cell full time but Scientology will try anything they can. They'll say he can't go to prison because he's a celebrity. He'll get beaten up. This will happen. That will happen. Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and, you know, and I think the media just gets a little, not only cautious because they're worried about getting sued, but then there's a, they're just exhausted because normally anything with Scientology, it, it just doesn't really seem to go anywhere. There's, there's never seems to be any real justice when it comes to these guys.
0: The tactics that they use, like how are they recruiting new members? Is it through higher celebrities like that? Like people like Tom Cruise that could introduce them to that? Because I don't, I mean, how are they doing meetings? Or if they're having meetings would have to be on secret channels or something like that. They're not openly stating like we're having this event happen here. Because I think you'll have enough people that will come out and speak out about it. Most people know the name Scientology. But I just don't think they know to what detail that really is. And the stuff you can find, like you do talk about media fatigue. The people that are beat down are because they're constantly getting flooded with DMs, whether it's just a spam or copy and paste stuff over and over and over again, making their lives hell. And they do have their own lives to live. They can't just solely go to this when it's not really going. I mean, it's might be going somewhere. The numbers might be dwindling, but at the same time, I mean, if they're recruiting people, are they going after people that are in tough financial spots? Are they getting people at their lowest or where have you been able to look at and see, I guess, how they might be picking up new members?
1: Yeah. Well, it, it's really interesting you say that because about about two years ago, probably when we had that little hiatus where we hadn't been talking, um, I'm in the events industry and I Did go you, around man? to yeah, well, not not so much anymore. It's uh, what? <laughs> no, no, I, I I actually enjoy the uh, the events space now. So um, you know, organising them and making sure the logistics are right and and all sorts of stuff. And here in um in Aubrey where I live, I went uh, to an event to an event. It was uh, women's uh, spiritual uh, sort of health kind of event. And I was curious. So I went in and checked it out. And I'm looking at the assets and, you know, the expo walls and kind of lighting and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm wandering around and all of a sudden I see an e-meter right in front of me. And I'm like, I know that. I looked up and I'm like, you're a bloody Scientologist, aren't you? And, of course, at that time <laughs> he was there. This guy was – and I I, I, I have never in my life, want it to go to a guy and shake him and go wake up mate wake up because that that thing right there does nothing and everything that is in your head right now my friend is a complete lie and a fabrication by a man who just simply wanted to make money and you are content and you are actually still helping him to do that post-death so, um, and I do, I do, I was gonna go over and say something to him, but of course my my wife uh, sort of grabbed me and said, no, oh, no, no, don't go make a public spectacle of yourself. I'm, I was gonna do it. I was, I was never been so tempted in my life. So they will show up very randomly here um, at events like that. But normally the organisers, and of course I had a discussion with the organisers afterwards and said, hey, do you know that Scientology? over there and yeah, you, know, you really shouldn't have that kind of guy like that that's that's not a health and wellness thing that's that's a scam right over there it's like um multi-level marketing um and they are now just relying on on word of mouth so you, you will find that there will be people in tom cruises in a circle that will still try to get people in um they're not i mean they've got their websites they've got their, their, their um a twitter page called stand league which is the um you know they claim it's the truth about scientology and you know they put up a lot of really nasty things especially about leah um because they're trying to control the narrative but um as as time goes on and as as the internet gets gets greater and greater and information becomes uh much more readily accessible um that they can't control it forever and their, their recruitment efforts would be getting somewhere to the point of being either non-existent or just being in just being incredibly um, misleading in a way because that guy I saw here in Albury, it didn't have a big banner up there saying you know um, I am a Scientologist it did not have that there at all the the, the literature was was very very specific um, and they actually called the they didn't call it the e meter they called it something else and I can't remember what it was but I still remember there was a pull-up banner Sitting there, and they were and they were promoting the whole thing as a stress test. Now people would look at that and go, "Oh, yeah, I'm stressed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll I'll do that." Little did I know that it's 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 the Scientology e-meter that's doing it, and that meter is designed to produce a negative outcome regardless in order to suck you into one of their courses. And of course I start you with the free courses and you know, yeah, but then there's another course that can help you as well. And that's $500 and then before you know it, you're maxing out your credit cards. You're taking out a second mortgage on your home. Um, You are doing whatever you can to finance Scientology because
0: you want to be like Tom Cruise too. It's a damn Ponzi scheme. It is. Absolutely. That's it is. crazy that they put it under something else and they do it as like a stress test just to get you sucked into So I wonder, do they have anything that they have to have on them to identify as a Scientologist in case you come across? I'm, okay, so that, that means that they must know like basically everyone who's involved in Scientology. Like, hey, you're a Scientologist too. Why don't we talk about this certain situation over here?
1: I mean when, when I was looking at the guy, he was probably in his probably mid-20s. Uh, he just had a polo shirt on because I was at, I was actively looking for something of like a little badge. like what the Mormons do. They have, you know, little badges on saying, I, I, am, I am part of the Jesus cross of Latter-day Saints. They, they have one of those. Or if you smell sulfur. <laughs> and uh, no, he didn't have anything like that at all. To, to, to the untrained eye, um, it would have been just a random guy standing there wants to give you a stress test for this new age science um or new, new new age sort of mental science and a lot of people don't know what, what it is until I went to the the organizers who I know and I said to hey that's Scientology um get him the hell out of here because – but they try they, they try little tactics like that. Like um, they, they, we've got a couple of popular sort of women's health, health and wellness expos that happen in Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra, and no doubt there will be a Scientologist hidden amongst those guys somewhere, but they're not calling themselves that. They're calling it a personality test or a stress test or, you know, and you'll see a couple of books about, you know, the the Dianetics, and you know, w- w- all the different books there. But a lot of people nowadays don't even know what that is until someone turns around and says, "Hey, that's Scientology right there," and then they're like, "Oh, okay, right. I'm I'm staying away from that." So they they they're sneaky. They're sneaky buggers. They are. They, they 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 try they they try
0: everything. Do they prefer women over men?
1: They promote themselves as a uh, gender balanced uh, religion. However, um, and also with the LGBTQ, sorry, LGBTQ. I've I've forgotten how many how how many letters are at the end of that now, Um, and. Yeah, they. It's it's really hard to say. It's it's about fifty fifty with between men and women. Um, they do try to promote themselves as a, a gay and lesbian and transgender friendly organisation, but of course, L. Ron Hubbard was one of the biggest um, homophobes out there. He actually called it a a disease and one one that should be eradicated and through through the teachings of Scientology. So, uh, but as far as I can see, it doesn't seem to be. You Know, oh, th- these are mostly guys. Like, if you would you look at the church, Jeho- um, Jehovah's Witnesses, a lot of those guys are men, a lot of your elders are men. Elders can cannot be female, they have to be men. Um, where this is this seems to be more 50 50, and I, have, I haven't seen anything to say, hey, they're preferring men over women. You know, I haven't seen anything like that at all. I, I would happily say it's 50 50.
0: Well, most people get sucked into like fishing and shit when they get like a divorce or something like that. But if you're going to like a convention where there's a bunch of single moms and it's like a parenting convention, for instance, like how to raise your kid. I mean, that's great pickings for them because they can get someone sucked into something and they get invested. Hey, we'll help you out with, you know, your kid as well too. And, you know, we'll raise them up to be in Scientologists and all this. And then you get stuck in this thing that you necessarily don't know. I mean, how many people do you think probably want to leave that organization, but just feel like, I don't know that it's going to be more of a hassle. I feel bad for John, John Travolta. I mean, you don't hear about him at all anymore.
1: No, no, you don't. John's had, um, John's had a lot of personal tragedies in his life. He's had a lot of uh, people, sort of. Oh, he, I think he has a he has a lot of problems, and I do I do feel sorry for him. And then, of course, his son passed away. I'm I'm a father myself, and and that it, it, it would it would destroy me if
0: if I if I. I just him. found out you telling me about that. I didn't know. Last time I remember his son, he created a TikTok, and he was like, "Yeah, follow my son on TikTok." Yeah, no,
1: he had um he had one son, uh, who was um he was very uh, uh, intellectually disabled. Um, and he, I believe he was 24 when he passed away and there were rumours that John Travolta thought that Scientology would be able to help him and he had a number of problems. I believe he had uh, epilepsy, um, he had uh, a, bit of, a bit of paranoid schizophrenia as well but he also had um, another physical condition, I believe cerebral palsy was a part of it um, as well. He was confined to a wheelchair there at one stage and uh, his body just gave out unfortunately and but uh there were there are rumors that john thought that scientology if he kept going with it would be some somehow able to cure his son and um he he passed away of course so yeah um just making sure the kids aren't coming out <laughs> um so yeah and then of course john has um yeah as he said just simply disappeared um off the radar i mean he was he was a big advocate for. Scientology for, for for many years, and then Battlefield Earth, that, that absolute flop. He he made um what was the early two thousands I think um was based on a story by Elron Hubbard, and it completely tanked um at the box office. And of course, once people worked out it was a story based on something written by L. Ron Hubbard, I I don't think that
0: helped at all. So has there ever been any scouting on like early talent agencies or other early? I mean even colleges just to see if there's any Scientology people there that are somehow trying to get people out of these organizations. I mean, I have to think if you have a bunch of kids that are going to school for acting and you're like, hey, I can make your career really good. You get to be in a movie with Tom Cruise and you're like, what? And it's like Scientology. Then they get sucked into that and they become another face of Scientology. That's a popular actor, but nobody ever really acknowledges it.
1: It's, it, I, have, I personally have not heard of, of any rumours in the Twitter sphere, sphere about, you know, th- this is happening at like UCLA or, or one of the universities in New York or in LA or anything like that. But um, I would not be surprised that there is some kind of covert recruitment going on behind the scenes direct uh, focusing towards acting students um and the and, and it just doesn't end there they'll be looking for people who are uh camera operators uh, cinematographers people who are in film film and tv because th- that that adds to the controlling of the public relations part of it by getting materials out there um, there was a guy by the name of Mark Headley and he had a very good book written called Blown for Good and I, I listened to it and it was, it was fantastic and he was responsible for doing all of the production at their gold base, uh, which is located somewhere in California and was producing CDs, cassettes, videos. It was the place where Elrond wanted to do uh, all these movies to promote Scientology and, and, his, and his ideals and stuff like that and he escaped. Um, and now he um, he's, he publicly um, speaks out about it and it was um, both him and his wife that um, were both involved in this. So they're not only going after actors, they, they could be going after people who work behind the scenes as well in, in production and TV and all sorts of stuff. But um, I actually haven't heard anything, as I said, out that it's, it's actively happening. But at the same time, they would not want anyone to actively know the way that their recruitment has evolved, particularly post-COVID as well. Did it get worse after
0: COVID? It definitely got, well, I think it got worse for because... You got a lot of vulnerable people that was in lockdown, I would think. Absolutely. I, th- I think it was
1: more, um, people didn't have a lot to do. Um, so, you know, they start sort of looking up things online and of course, there's a crap load of information out there. It's very, very, um, it, it, it's very weighted against... Scientology quite a bit in terms of um and uh, in terms of stories and experiences and stuff like that and and all honesty a lot of people just stumbled across it and go hey this is really interesting what is this thing here and it just it just steamrolled from there as well um and of course um Scientology in the beginning believed that COVID-19 was not a real thing um you okay, don't say that it's...
0: YouTube will take that down
1: <laughs> no no they will that's right um we all know that um I a mean, man of science and yes it does exist and we're not going to get into that but um they th- they were they were very resistant to the protocols that need to be followed um at the time so they were probably one of the last re- so sort of, yeah you know, I'm going to say Businesses, not religion, um, to start following the COVID guidelines when it comes to you know, staying at home, making sure that you're vaccinated, all that, all that sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and I, th- I think it did more harm than good because then the media got their hands on that and I'm like, look at this. Scientology thinks that that their, their courses can can cure COVID or you know they don't think COVID exists or anything like that. And uh, I'm pretty sure it did it did a lot more damage than than they thought and. People were getting bored. There was nothing happening. There was no recruitment. There was people not coming into the empty um, ideal orgs that get built all over the place. And these buildings are empty like 99.9% of the time, except for that big blue building in LA. Um, and, you know, it, it allowed a lot of time for people to start thinking hey, um, I'm, I'm really starting to think critically about this. Um, what in God's name have I got myself involved in? I've been in this little bubble now, and COVID has somehow created the bubble, but it's also allowed me to sort of look outside of that as well. And in time, that that just that just caused a lot of problems. I mean, we we have a census happening very soon. It'll be very interesting to see how many Scientologists registered Scientologists we actually have left now in Australia. And I'm predicting it's somewhere around a hundred.
0: Where's the main base, the blue one at? Is that do you even do you think that's like a front? It doesn't look necessary. I wouldn't think you would have a giant building that says Scientology on it and that'd be your real. Oh, they do. I know they do. do. (laughs) I don't think that would be like your giant actual like this is our real headquarters. I think you would keep that secret. That just makes common Mm -hmm. sense to me.
1: So, they have a number of properties spread out through uh, California, Arizona, and then possibly into Nevada. There's well. something
0: where you've got to, like, walk up to, like, a mansion and the trees open up and there's, like, a secret base underground. And then you have to knock three times and spin the drywall and the door opens up or something. Mm-hmm. There, there is even a mansion that is kept uh, in pristine order
1: for Elrond's return. And he is now about eight years late for that. So, because... Oh, he's dead. Oh, yeah, he's, he's dead and gone. He had a stroke. <laughs> um, the did not look after himself. But um, when he died, David Miscavige, at the time, in his struggle for power um, to be the leader of Scientology, granted him a 21-year leave of absence for him to be reincarnated, realise that that person was going was L. Ron Hubbard at the age of 21, 22, and then make their way back to Scientology, and there is a mansion that is kept in pristine order, awaiting his return. The guns are kept in, in pristine order. The houses are kept in immaculately clean on the inside. They still um, take his robe and his pyjamas and put it out on his bed every single night, hoping that he's going to walk into the door one day, and that was eight years ago. He's, he's late by eight years. So you've got all these people now going, didn't you say he come back after 21 years? Or something and that was eight years ago so and then and it's it's just madness that the man is dead and gone he's not coming back
0: i was trying to calculate it in my head i was like fuck, could i show up and, <laughs> and just try <laughs> on the road and be like it's me everybody
1: no doubt that's probably happened because someone's gone you know like oh yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm elron i have these visions about thetans and being on a boat and being being chased down by the by various you know um uh, was it polices around the world trying to <laughs> try to evade them I'm and everything curious, i'm curious where
0: they, they create these myths from like is it just people having dreams in the night and they feel like it's a message from whatever a higher power or is it just they're just randomly writing down bullshit and people are just following it because they, they're following it because Elron ron
1: said so so they take the what he wrote literally like Absolutely, literally. So if Elrond said that this was going to happen or you should do something uh, like um, like making your bed, um, you know, cleaning yourself in the shower, washing your hair, you know, how to eat. And there, w- there was a way that that all had to be done. And there are people that will follow his instructions to the absolute T. So if he went and just put some bullshit that um, once a Scientologist... Um, Becomes uh, sort of aware of what they of who they are, and you know they're a thetan and they've achieved a certain level. They will come back after 21 years, and he just put that in there. And I'll, uh, people who are still current Scientologists are told that's gospel right there. You, you, there, there's no way around it. And there always seems to be a, a different excuse. You know, but people will say, "Hey." Elon was meant to come back eight years ago. Have you got an explanation for that? Oh, he's off doing some research mission on somewhere, and he cannot be contacted, and you know, blah, blah 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 blah, and it's been like that now for the last eight years.
0: Is there new research that comes out in the area of Scientology? Like, I'm going to have to think of a bunch of people researching or writing down something, so there's always new information that's leaking in. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the things that Elon made very clear when 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 just before he died is that. Um, that he was in the process of doing some some research or something like that it was actually called i believe it was called ot9 or ot10 because the highest level you can get to is ot8 and that's where tom cruise is He's, he's an ot8 he can do everything at that stage but one of the good one of the things that scientology is really good at is regurgitating the same information over and over and reselling it so for example um, Dianetics was released in the late 50s, early 60s. And then, you know, and it's a it's a prerequisite. You've got to buy Dianetics, you've got to read it from start to finish. You have spent probably a hundred dollars buying that. But then, and it seems to happen once every couple of years, oh, you know, there's been some new research done, and uh, you know, all all of Dianetics needs to be completely rewritten. So we're going to go back and rewrite it again. And you're going to have to buy the book again for $150 now, but you need to have it because it's a prerequisite. And they keep doing that over and over and over. The cycle seems to be once every three or four years. That's such a
0: weird fucking it
1: loop is. back of cash. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it's about keeping the coffers Alive, they um, David Miscavige can turn around at any time and say, oh, you know, we've we've just found this um, this bit of research that Ron never published, and it's in relation to this and and that, and oh look, we're going to have to go back and rewrite the entire textbook again on on that particular topic, and then you guys um, as a member of the Scientology religion, you have to now go buy that, um, and it's
0: it's probably going to be an inflated price, and people will do it, they they will go and buy it. I feel like there's just some guy out there like, oh, look, I don't have any more room on the bookshelf at this point. You keep making new volumes and editions and the temporary exclusive edition, four ninety nine. I can't do it.
1: Mm. I mean,
0: there's even an entire
1: unit, um, and I believe they're located in that mansion where they're waiting for Elrond uh, to come back to, whenever the hell that was. And their entire job is to... Um, uh, transfer everything he has ever written onto and I believe they're tectonic plates so they're kept in a bunker underground um, basically the, the, the I mean these plates stay they, they contain the, the words of L ron Hubbard and they're, they're meant to be indestructible so if there's a nuclear explosion a volcano some other kind of hideous worldwide event like an asteroid ploughing into us and destroying all of humanity um his his word has been preserved in these tectonic plates that is down in a a bunker or like deep into the ground and there are people just sitting down there just transferring everything onto
0: these plates and you know, they put it all the way into storage. Is there any large acts of aggression that go against Scientologists? Like, I don't know how it isn't there over there in Australia, but I just feel like it might be a little bit different over here. We don't really, I don't, I've never met anybody that was. I mean, I on the show I have, but in person or anything like that, I would probably have a different reaction than most of the public would. I think a lot of people just go, "What the fuck is that?" and then walk away. But I'm curious if sci- like in Scientology in Australia, you get a different reaction, more hostility towards people who are Scientologists. And if your government's trying to just close them out entirely, like we want every single person, no Scientology allowed in Australia. Because I think we would be like that here. I think a lot of people are questioning, you know, this doesn't really seem like a religion. It's gone from religion to more Charles Manson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, us as Australians, we're, we're a funny bunch um
1: if we are sort of aware when something is bullshit and we tend not to try and give it the time of day so for example if a if if a Scientologist it's, it's not for charities you know or someone trying to sell timeshare or something like that in the shopping center um they just get ignored now by Australians they don't try to actively engage them because of like you know I, I know about that and I'm just like, I, I don't have time for that. So it's it's sort of the sort of the Australian kind of way of doing things. Which is That's why I love talking to
0: you guys because you guys just always go like piss off or something like that. I'm like, yes. Yeah, you
1: just, you just look at them and they're trying to put something in your hand and you're just like, um, no, go away. Yeah, I'm just going to keep going on my day. I've got, I've got to get down to that pub down there and start drinking. Um, but yeah, it's um, supposed uh, uh, we, 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 we kind of see through the bullshit. In a way, and we do tend to call a spade a spade. So um, we're not in sort of the business of going, "Hey, this is a rake, but it's actually a spade." We it, it's sort of the Australian way of of living, and it it applies to a applies to a lot of other religions as well, like Jehovah's Witnesses, when they when they come knocking at your front door, either you just say, "No, thank you," close the door, and just go about your day or you do what I do and have a bit of fun with them because, well, let's face it, it's, it, you know, I, I'm a creative guy. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's no, there's been no like here in Australia, like a protest outside the uh, the Canberra org or outside the, the Sydney org or anything like that. I mean, you, you can go back through um, a, a lot of sort of investigative journalism on channel seven, channel nine, um, which are two major sort of channels here and, you know, they're talking about, you know, pe- people who were, um, you know, in those buildings and getting abused or that they escaped or anything like that. But it doesn't happen very often, which which indicates to me that their numbers remaining in Australia are, are pretty um, dismal at the moment. So it's, it's not even a, a blip out there. If anything, we're probably just waiting for the whole thing to fizzle out um, and they'll start closing up. The buildings, because eventually it will just get too expensive. It's just just the way things go. Um, but there there will be still some people out there that will still get sucked in occasionally. Um, Canberra is a good example of that. We have two major universities there, um, and I'm I'm be surprised if they are trying to do covert recruitment there in some way. But I tend to hope that the universities will find find it out pretty quickly and put a stop to it because well that's just that's just not the way it goes here.
0: Is if Miss Cavage, if he gets indicted or he goes to prison or whatever the sentence would be if he gets summoned and shows up, is I mean, besides like the legal things, what would be the ramifications if he actually does have to go to prison? Like there's no bullshit and there's no postponing, there's no retrials. It's just this is it. You're going to prison for however you think that would change the foundations of Scientology or do you think they would just come out with a cover story saying something that would try and keep their members loyal? Absolutely, um,
1: without a shadow of a doubt. Nothing will change in Scientology until you knock him off the helm. So um, when L. Ron H. died, um, there was a huge struggle for power. And uh, you've got the, you had some of the original founders of Scientology who knew L. Ron from, say, like England in the 50s, something like that, struggling for power with Miss Cabbage. I don't know how he did it, but, you know, deceptions part of the game with Scientology. If he was to be chucked into prison tomorrow, there would be total anarchy. Nobody would know what to do. Um, and I can see the entire the entire organisation starting to crumble from the inside because David Miscavige keeps an incredibly tight rein on everything. So he has people, policies, procedures, he has cameras everywhere he needs to know what is happening across the entire so, uh, scientology field at every moment and an example of that is in one of mike rinder's interviews is one of his job one of his jobs as the international spokesperson for uh, i think it was my scientology llc or how, however they however they did it is he would go into ms cabbage every morning and he would say who who blew overnight and blue is a code word for who escaped overnight and then of course he would have to run them down about you know who's escaped and who they're actively pursuing and stuff like that i could never imagine having such a tight grip on an organization to the point where you need to know absolutely everything that's going on it would just be so mentally
0: exhausting Um, very clingy
1: very clingy i mean yeah it would be but if he went to jail it it would be anarchy and a lot of us have said that nothing will change in the Scientology sphere um, as long as David David is still there um, at the helm, because he just keeps such a tight rein on everything that happens in there. Um, he goes, it starts, it starts to crumble, and of course there will be people that will come out of the woodwork claiming that, you know, they can be the next leader and that they want to change everything and then it it will just be the shit show or shit shows once that happens, if and when that happens.
0: Is there ever an effective time to strike or to make a move when it comes to Scientology at their low points? I mean, we don't know about their numbers because they could be fudging their numbers. Um, So I couldn't ask the question about generational thing. Do you think my generation would pick up more on Scientology or something? We seem to be a non, I mean, I'm not a religious guy at all. Um, I get people's right to have a religion or something. I just, it's not for me, but at the same time, I have a big error when it comes in with morals and things where people are putting their life savings into something and you're, knowingly taking money out of their pockets and making it yours just for your own financial gain and your own um, it's it's terrible but it happens and i don't know how to stop people from that besides educating them on it but the fact that you don't hear about scientology makes awareness a really key issue in this area you know where you're trying to really talk about like how come nobody's asking tom cruise questions about scientology how come you don't have any interviews asking, like why do you support this why do you support this when they do this I would feel like more celebrities getting in the news like that like danny masterson you would have a lot of people starting to be like what the hell is going on with scientology anyway mm-hmm. um
1: it's it's really interesting to say that because there have been like over the years with various journalists like the, the BBC or cnn or or any of those guys and they have there have been various journalists that have tried to ask that question mr cruz are you aware of the of of the crimes that are being committed in your chosen religion, Mr. Cruz, um, you know, are you aware of these people who are speaking out against your religion? It never happens, and I think that's because he has constant Scientology and and other celebrities as well, like John Travolta and uh, Kirstie Alley would have had them as well. She was she was a big Scientologist until until her death. Uh, I think it was last year. I think or the year before. Um, and I think they actually have it now as a rule of thumb. You don't ask Mr. Cruz about his religion because it's a infringement on his rights or something like that. So, But at the same time, it really makes me wonder, like, big uh, movie studios like Marvel, if they were ever to get him, um, say, to play Iron Man, which, no, can't do that. It's, it's, RG, it's RDJ. Yeah. <laughs> um, then what is actually stopping the studio from saying okay we'll let you play this part but you can't talk about scientology you can't bring any reminders in you can't bring any materials in about it at all but we just don't know what's happening with that at all but as far as i'm aware journalists interviewees have attempted to ask questions in the past and they've been stopped somehow
0: Have you ever been able to point out like a movie with a Scientologist where you're like, that's something Scientology related that's just inserted in the film? It could be like a small little piece or a little symbol or something that's just not normal, but not a lot of people would not notice. It would just look like a photo in the backdrop or something like that, but it was just something that's Scientology related.
1: Yeah, not really. No. And I think that uh, Hollywood and uh, ri- and writers and, and producers are actually really um, onto that these days. I mean, the only clear example that I can ever really point out that sticks out like a rusty nail is Battlefield Earth, which was uh, uh, an adaptation from one of um, L. Ron Hubbard's books. I mean, that that screamed Scientology all all over the shop. Um, but it, no, I, I haven't seen any movies or any TV shows or, or anything lately where You know you can point to something and go hey that that little bit there that's that that's Scientology." but that i I think that's that's the the turning of the tide with with hollywood these days and directors and producers and studios they're all becoming very aware of some of the tactics that are being implemented um i I would love to see tom cruise's employment um or, or you know the contracts that he has to sign and then um uh, movie makers have to sign as well and whether uh, is there a clause in there about you know Scientology and what he can do and what he can't do um you know all that kind of stuff but no I, I really haven't seen anything out there and looked at it and gone yep that's that that that's a that's a Scientology sort of thing right there
0: Now, do you have any community resources or anything that anybody listening could go follow or go find besides like obviously your personal Twitter and things of that sort? But like, is there any interesting forums or something that people can be able to go? If you can share it, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can.
1: Absolutely. I can.
0: So one of the one of the. Oh,
1: Twitter is uh, is a great space for this, but it is uh, for anti-scientology um, information and groups and, and people to follow. But um, recent development probably in the last five, maybe six years, they seem to be getting on top of that now because you see um, pages like the Stan League showing up. Um, you know, trying to, you know, control the narrative and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, basically, there is a, um, I would actually encourage everyone to l- uh, read or listen, because I like audiobooks. books, um, Mike Rinder's um, book um, A Billion Years: uh, My Life in the World of Scientology. It is actually uh, narrated by him as well, and it's it, it's a great resource. It goes from from when from when his parents were involved in it, uh, right through to um, current day events. He's now married with um, with two children, very happy. Talks about his escape as well. Another great book um, is called The Commodore's Messenger. Um, and then there is another one called Blown for Good, which was actually really good by Mark Headley, And he's the guy that was the at the goal base um, as well. But probably the, the biggest resource out there, and it contains the – it's nearly a daily rundown, um, is um, a blog done by Tony Ortega and he and of course it's something something the bunker if i look it up right now i can probably get it but if you look up tony ortega um he's been running a active blog on reporting on Scientology for the last 20 years um and um it's actually called the underground bunker that's right so it's that's what it's called now the underground bunker and that contains a lot of information particularly Danny Manson as well so you can look at all those resources and Um, but definitely, definitely, um, definitely get Mike's book. I am not being paid to say that. I just want to put that out there. So, um, but it was an incredibly, um, great book to listen to. And, um, you know, if you wanted to get, I mean, this guy was, he, he was the number one
0: guy. He was, his kids aren't talking to him now, right? The other ones. No, they're not. No, no,
1: they're not. They're disconnected. And, um, that's, that was part of the you know, if someone leaves Scientology then they're disconnected from their whole family and the the book actually does start with a, a message to his children that if they ever find it, if they ever have the courage to read it, um, that he still loves them and he's there for them whenever they decide to leave. So, um, but those the, all those resources there, um, yep, I can highly recommend.
0: What about uh, some of your own links? <laughs>
1: well, um, I do a lot of um, sort of uh, retweeting um, in a way or a quote retweet on there as well. They do come from a variety of sources. Um, Aaron Smith-Levin um, is a guy that I follow on Twitter. He is actively uh, an ex-scientologist, uh, used to be in the Sea Org, same sort of level as Mike Rinder. And he actually shares quite a lot of uh, great um, information as well. So whenever he puts something up, um, I tend to, to reshare it there as well. But all of my anti Um, Scientology information is actually all on Twitter and if I see something that I think is going to be um, quite relevant, um, I I always make sure I repost it because you never know when someone who is on the verge of getting out is going to see something, they're going to read it, it's going to click and then they're going to have the courage to leave.
0: Yeah, but they peer review all the materials before it gets access to people, right?
1: That is very debatable. (laughs) That is very, very debatable. Um... So, when you say peer reviewed, you're talking about sort of peer review from Twitter or peer reviewed from, say, the people inside of Scientology. Inside Scientology. Something? I mean, inside no, Scientology. Since
0: Elon bought Twitter, I think you're having everything go really up there at any point now. Um, I just mean with Scientology, they have to look at materials to be like, okay, you can read this, or you can check out this, or this is accessible.
1: Yeah. No, no doubt that th- there are people who are clearly running all these pages that are in Scientology. So I mentioned the Stan League um, a couple of times and they ran a pretty hateful campaign against Leah when she started speaking out. And still and they still do it to this day. Um, but they also keep a very, very tight control over what they can read. It's 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 basic cult dynamics. They say to them, you know, we're, we're doing so much good work but there's there's so much more information out there saying that, you know, everything's bad but it's actually good. So uh, no doubt they've got some way of spinning it. No no doubt at all. But they would be keeping an incredibly tight noose on anyone who has access to any kind of information on the World Wide Web um, in order to preserve that person and, of course, preserve the amount of mo-
0: the amount of money that they're making per year. Fucking. It's a cult with legs, man. That's what it is. It's connected oh, it, everything.
1: It's 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 a it's it's probably the ultimate cult business. I mean, you we 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 you you could look at Charles Manson, or you can look at the Branch Davidians, or you can look at um, what one here called Little Pebble, and and they're all very small, one person focused sort of religions. They're very closed off, and they don't make they make money, but they don't make a lot of money. I mean, this is this is next level this is billions of dollars um and scientology will use them um to 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 protect themselves but if david missed cabbage that's right cabbage like the the vegetable um if he ever goes to jail if he is ever knocked down off his throne if he dies um it will be anarchy in the in the religion and it will start to crumble
0: well, I'm gonna link your links in the description for people to be able to click and also the underground bunker. I think you said um Tony Otega's uh blog. I'll put that in there as well too, so people can be able to check out some resources and also um whatever he's posting about. But I appreciate the time I'm talking to you again, Sean. Um
1: no, that's right. Thank you for having me. It's uh it's, it's been it's been a hot minute
0: since yeah, uh we've now been sit a down and have it. A... <laughs> and you're looking good too. You're looking good. <laughs> but I'll link uh your links in the description. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode of, out of the Blank Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.